The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 821, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, December the 5th. And in studio with us today, from the Murphy's Bro City School System, we have Communications Director Lisa Trill. Tell us a little bit about what we'll be talking about this morning. Specifically about Discovery School and the fact that the application process is open. So I want to walk through a few things that people might want to know. Discovery School, where is that located? So Discovery School is also known as Bellwood uh, for those um, who've been around for a little while. It's on Middle Tennessee Boulevard in the Bellwood community. Dr. Bullard, what are some of the things you'll be discussing this morning? Yeah, so I'll be talking a little bit about the frequently asked questions that we get as part of our admissions and application process, what prospective parents might want to know, and what really sets Discovery School apart. And so what are some of those questions that you get asked all the time? Yeah, so the first question is just kind of what the application window is. And so the applications will be open from December 1st, which is last Friday, until January 31st. Uh, It's a very simple application. Families can go online on our website to apply. Um, And then I want to share our admissions open house dates. We have one coming up next week on December the 12th at 6 p.m. So we invite our prospective families to join us at that time uh, to come see what the building looks like, speak with some of our teachers, and hear more information about our school. And when people fill out those applications, How many are those, you know, from outside this area who are moving here for the first time? I think it really depends from year to year. Um, we have seen an increase over the years, of course, in the number of people who are moving to this area. Uh, Discovery School targets specifically people who live in Murfreesboro city limits, um, but we do accept applications from county residents and take those applications after city residents are processed. And we do see that you know there are some applicants who apply when they are planning to move to city, um, and so we do invite those those individuals to apply as well. And what are some of the things that really set the Discovery School apart from the other schools? schools in what you do. So we are an academic magnet school. We target our high achieving and gifted populations. Um, and so that is one thing that definitely sets us apart. We're the only academic magnet in this area that is Tennessee STEM designated. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on, as well as our emphasis on the whole child and our supports for social, emotional learning and self-regulation. Hey, and being STEM designated, I, I know we've heard a lot about STEM over the last few years. What, what does that mean? STEM designation is a state designation that is provided to schools when they are able to demonstrate that they are giving opportunities and access to students in science, technology, engineering, and math. It's a five-year designation. We're actually up for redesignation this coming year, and we'll be applying for STEAM designation, so we'll be adding the arts component to that. But we really focus a lot on the opportunities that we provide our students for real-world problem-solving, collaboration, communication, um, as well as engineering. So being that designated school, are there more grant opportunities available there for you to bring in new things or new ideas? There are. So we have received grants through the Tennessee um, STEM Innovation Network, and those are grant opportunities that we've actually received twice in the past five years, and we're able to apply for other grants as well. We recently received about $8,000 in grants from the City Schools Foundation um, to further our STEM work as well. So what, what types of things can you do, or what types of things have you seen grants available for that maybe you 
plan to apply for in the future? Sure. So some of the things that we have done with our grants are around engineering, coding, robotics, drones. Um, this year, we got a, a number of grants focused on a program called Building Thinking Classrooms in Mathematics, which is something that we're implementing school-wide to allow our students to really think and work like mathematicians using vertical whiteboards and surfaces and movement during math, um, as well as some grants that support social-emotional learning and helping students learn self-regulation techniques and how to deal with big feelings. It seems like we've heard a lot about AI over the last year or so. And with AI, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about robotics as well in the years to come. Is AI something that is a focus or will be a focus in the future at the school? It's definitely something that's quickly evolving in education. Uh, Tennessee is implementing new computer science standards next year, so we're really taking it through the lens of computer science. Um, our teachers have had some professional development around that and are implementing computer science strategies, so that's kind of our focus right now. I'm sure kids understand more about that than mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, and I think that's um, important to know, and I'm not taking away from discovery as, at all, but we actually, as Murfreesboro City Schools, we're one of the, uh, we have the highest percentage of STEM or STEAM designated schools any district in Tennessee so I think that's going to be a focus you see across our district and so those STEM grants and those STEM philosophies hold true for Discovery and other schools and then whenever you're talking about robotics our robotics teams are just we went from four last year I think to either eight or nine this year and I, I get confused on which one it is at this point but like Discovery competed maybe for the first time last year and came back with state accolades um, so we're and just to kind of help that system along overall Creek is actually hosting our own Murfreesboro City School robotics team because we're growing so not team but a competition because we're growing so quickly in those robotics we want to make sure that our students who didn't get to uh, go to regionals and state last year have that opportunity to compete and know what they're going into so it's really a growing area and uh, our teachers are doing such a tremendous job of getting that incorporated inside of the classroom as well as some extracurriculars it seems like there's a lot of things that set the murfreesboro city schools apart from other school districts and it also seems like a lot of counties throughout tennessee they don't have a separate school district like the city does right here we have the city and of course the county system in place but the city system is kind of like a standalone little island of their own and they're able to do it seems like a lot more things than what you would imagine a larger school district could do well i think that we concentrate on those elementary ages which helps us um we are smaller than the county by far but we're still the 21st largest school district in tennessee and there are actually 150 over 150 school districts so it's not uncommon for a county to have more than one school district at all it's it actually has proven to be a very good thing for our counties across Tennessee. Wow, so over 150 school districts in Tennessee. That's crazy. Yeah, I should know the exact number, but I'm just... <laughs> I don't know how you could. <laughs> no, I actually Keep do. up I with it every know. day. <laughs> that, that's a lot of school districts to keep up with. <laughs> but here in the city of Murfreesboro, how many students, first of all, attend the city schools? We have around 9,500 students. And that's a number that does go up, it seems like, every year a little bit. Yeah, we've actually maintained right from that 9,300 to 9,500 for the past couple of years. Uh, We were growing, growing, growing. And then I think with COVID, things kind of slowed down just a little bit, kind of to give us all a little breath. 
Um, and then the fact that we can work with the county so well makes a huge difference because we just we know that our children are going to the county and we want to make sure that is a successful process. Does it look like we are at a point in the city of Murfreesboro where the city growth may, I don't know, kind of level out a little bit as the county growth really, you know, expands even more? Because I'm seeing more neighborhoods in the county right now being built than I am in the city. Um, That's a planning question, so I don't know. (laughs) We just know where the children are coming from. And, And it's we do watch those numbers but that's really the city question it it does seem like though whenever a school is built of course in the county you see a new neighborhood pop up right right around that school and the same thing happened with the city schools when one of their most recent schools was built you saw more neighborhoods being built around that school and that that was on uh, veterans parkway i believe the most recent school i mean what better neighbor to have than a school yeah you think about northfield that was built 28 29 years ago and look at that wonderful neighborhood that exists around it black fox is the same thing Uh, reeves rogers has a great neighborhood i think that's just part of being a great school is to be a part of that community and there's a lot happens that that happens at the schools as well from basketball tournaments to different events and things that students are involved in oh yeah even having a playground on the weekends so you know i would want to live by a school as well that's right again lisa drell with the murfreesboro city school system and one of the things you mentioned when we first got on the air was uh the, the applying for or getting into the city schools and that was what for kindergarten level actually that's a good question that we get a lot is it only for kindergarten so dr bullard i'm gonna let you answer that yeah, so we do take a new kindergarten class every year, but we also accept applications in first through sixth grade. The number of openings for those grade levels really depends on if we have students who might leave and move out of town or, or anything like that. But we do invite applicants K through six. Now, are all the schools in the city K through six? We offer K through six for all schools, but not all schools have that sixth grades. In some uh, areas, we have combined sixth grade. So for instance, Scales and Case and Lane share one sixth grade, just because it gives those children a better experience to have more peers in their grade level and prepares them a little bit better for that middle school um, transition. So sixth grade is offered to all students, but it's not in all schools. I know the county schools are in the process of rezoning right now. Is the city rezoning as well, or are zones already in place and have been for a while? We rezoned two years ago and uh, did quite a big rezoning at that point. We are actually waiting on the county to finish their rezoning, and then we will look at what happens. Uh, We try not to rezone every year. Again, that's based on growth. And we do have several schools, especially on that west side, that are at capacity. So um, we are really watching the county. And because they are a larger district, letting them take that lead on that and seeing where that leaves us. They do have a new school opening. And um, we're watching and hoping that we don't have to rezone this coming year. But, um, well, we definitely won't rezone this coming year we would have already started that conversation so but maybe in two years from now with the city schools are most students zoned for a school that's 
basically in their neighborhood or close to their neighborhood? Yes, they are. Uh, we consider them community schools. So we try to zone them as close to their school as possible. When you get to the west side, it looks a little different because there's so many, uh, the population is just, there's just so many people in one little area. So even for me, I, I have a little bit of a, I have to look, to be quite honest, between case and lane and scales. Like, where does that line draw? We try to keep them as close to their home school as possible. And some of those schools are fairly close together, like what you just said, Case and Lane and Skells. And with that being said, do you have to close entrance to, you know, some of those schools and say, well, you know, we're already full. You live in this area and you're zoned for here, but we're going to have to send you right down the street. No, if you are zoned for that school, you are able to go to that school. But we do close schools for outside um zoning. So if you wanted to transition to um, a school that had a closed zone, that would not be allowed. Uh, but if you are in that zone, you should be able to go to that school. And I cannot think of an exception to that. So now with like a magnet school as that, as an example, rather, uh, is that a school that kids from all over the city would, would be able to go to? Absolutely. Uh, Discovery School has uh, no zone. So you will find students from um, east side, west side, south. Uh, everyone gets to go there. Uh, we do not provide transportation. Uh, when I was talking about sixth grade, we definitely provide uh, transportation for those sixth graders that are going to a different school. But for this academic magnet school, there is no transportation that's provided because it is a choice. And um, and it's a great choice for a lot of parents. So I rambled and forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just about uh, with a magnet school, yes. is Sorry. it for zone for that area or is it like what you just it's an answered? Open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, open, open. So I did answer the question. That's I right. Got... You did good. <laughs> you just have to apply to go to that school. Right. And, and I'm curious with the different grade levels, are there certain grades that are tougher than others? Because sometimes I've heard parents say, well, it's every other grade is harder for my child than I've heard other parents say just the opposite. So I, I'm curious, is there any truth to that? We definitely see that there are some shifts in students' developmental readiness for some of the academics and things like that. So um, we see a major shift around second grade when students start to transition from learning to read to really reading for learning um, and really gaining knowledge from the text that they read. So that can be a more challenging year. Fourth grade can be a year that we really push our students to take um, their writing to the next level. And so we find that a lot of times students find writing more challenging in fourth grade than they have in the past. But the great thing is our teachers um, have a deep, deep knowledge of their students and their content. Uh, we have time built into our schedule to support our students and we have a high priority we place on family communication and so we really feel like the supports are there when students do face those challenging academics. So it sounds like it's a mixture of uh, just what they're learning that new school year then also uh, how they're developing and I guess just normal development maybe make it harder for some age groups than others. Right, right. Is the sixth grade a tough transition? Because that's that year where they're about to go into middle school. They're probably looking forward to that. But at the same time, they're still probably hanging out with the same friends in sixth grade that they were in the fifth grade and, and all the grades below it. Right. Well, sixth grade at Discovery School is a really smooth transition. Some parents opt to send their students to middle school after fifth grade. Some parents opt to keep their students at Discovery for sixth grade. Um, but our sixth 
sixth grade teacher has had years of getting to know, really, because we're such a small school, all of the teachers in our building know almost all of the students. So by the time they hit sixth grade, everyone in the building knows those students. They know their needs. They're able to support them, encourage them, prepare them for middle school. And like you said, those students have been together at that point for five, six years. And so we find that it's a really smooth transition and that we're really able to prepare them really well for middle school um, while also challenging them. You know, I'm not sure how often people move out of Murfreesboro or to different school zones for that matter, but are most of the kids, are they kids that have been there through, you know, from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade? Yes, at Discovery School, we have a very stable population. Um, Once our students hit fourth grade, we are able to take six more students because our class sizes do expand from 20 to 22 on average. And so we do have um, in fourth grade some new students that come in and join us. And of course, we have a a student mentorship program to ease them into that. But with the exception of that, we have very few new students each year. And so it's a, a core group that really gets to know each other very well. Lisa, with the other schools around the city, do you see a lot of people who move from one area to another and if a student starts at one school even though they may move across town do they stay at the first school they start at no they would go to their zone school um, and there is quite a bit of movement I would say across Murfreesboro a lot of apartments that are here may if you move from one apartment to another you may uh, have moved to a different school zone and just a lot of people who are coming in and out we do have the beauty of having MTSU here so we have a lot of our students for four to six years and then they're moving on with their parents and their jobs um, so you do see a transition but at the same time you always have that core group that are there throughout their whole kindergarten through sixth grade uh, experience. And it's kind of nice because you have different influences coming in and out of your school. You just mentioned MTSU being here. Do you have a lot of involvement with MTSU, you know, future teachers who are training to be a teacher or, you know, in class at MTSU to become a teacher? Absolutely. Um, A lot of our ESP students, which is our extended school program, are future teachers. Uh, We have programs with uh, MTSU for uh, training those future teachers. We have some um, new programs helping our some of our great EAs become a teacher. So MTSU is a vital part of Murfreesboro City Schools. And I dare say we are so much stronger because they are with us. Um, They ask us for advice. We ask them for advice. They're in and out of our schools. You've you've seen it at both schools you've been to as far as in Murfreesboro City Schools. They're just there, Uh, whether it's a student or an administrator at MTSU, just making sure that we're getting the right teaching techniques and honestly they they ask questions which is so great as far as those professors like what do we need to do to help make sure that our students are prepared to teach day one um going to expand on that. Yeah, I would echo that. Um, This year at Discovery School, we have a student teacher or residency candidate in almost every single classroom that is qualified to take one. And it has been a phenomenal experience for our teachers, our students, and those future teachers. Um, In fact, in my first grade, every single first grade teacher has a student teacher and today is their last day. So we're really celebrating them, but they have been so incredible and um, just a great asset to our school and know that they will continue to be an asset to our district. I remember when I was a kid, when that new student teacher came came in we were always I don't know excited because we felt like they were younger close not closer to our age group but they were younger and we felt like they'd be more fun than the actual teacher but it never turned out that way but <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some good ones <laughs> I do think it allows the uh I think it does make it a little bit more fun because they're coming in with a lot of um 
enthusiasm. Um, it helps the teachers because you have another adult in the classroom. Um, now, I have to say that if a teacher takes on um, a, an MTSU student, they have some work to do as well. They don't just get the rewards. They do. We want to make sure that we're training and working with those students. And uh, how often do you see a new student teacher come in who is part of the different programs at MTSU? We have at least twice a semester new candidates rotate in. And like I said, that's usually three or four at a time that we're getting. So um, we'll actually have some also start from um, other programs like WGU and things like that this coming month. And then we'll get a new batch from MTSU in January. So when they come in, how close are they to graduating and do they come back to apply with the city schools? Usually they're in their last year before graduation. Graduation, In fact, some of them are getting ready to graduate this month in December. Um, and we do want to see those teacher candidates come back and apply with us after they've had a successful residency experience um, and oftentimes find that the opportunity to observe them and provide feedback as an administrator while they're still in their residency really helps us start growing them early on and preparing them for a job with us. We have to take a short break, but when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about employment at the city school because I'm curious if there is a uh, high turnover or if there are a lot of retirements coming up because I've heard that has been an issue for some school districts with a lot of retirements uh, that have been happening. Right now that time, 844, you're listening to WGNS. We will be right back. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Amanda at Animal City. Come shop with my family here at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Did you know that dogs have a unique nose print, much like our fingerprint? Here at Animal City, you can find your pet a present as unique as they are. Whether your dog is a power chewer, a gentle senior, an infamous squeaker killer, or a two pound lap princess, we have the right toy for your baby here at Animal City. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. CBS News Brief. Israel's military is pushing deeper into Gaza after it called for more evacuations in Khan Yunus, where its goal is to flush out top Hamas operatives. The IDF's Richard Hecht. While we've been operating, we are ensuring that there is minimum harm to civilians with soldiers on the ground going from building to building. College leaders will testify on Capitol Hill today about anti-Semitic incidents and protests that have grown since the fighting began in October. CBS's Scott McFarland. They'll all have to answer for what's been done since those incidents to protect the students, to make them feel less threatened. A new analysis finds students in Germany, Iceland, and the Netherlands suffered even more during the pandemic than kids in the U.S. CBS's Stacey Lynn. The program for international student assessment examined the academic progress of students in dozens of countries during the pandemic and found there were historic setbacks in reading and math for kids all around the world. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank. 
2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, neighbor, when you talk, others listen. If it's on Good Neighbor Talk, keep it here. WTNS, AM, FM, FM, online. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon, high in the upper 50s. West winds are on 5 to 15 miles per hour and gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 39. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 847, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning again today, December the 5th. And this morning we're talking about the Murfreesboro City Schools and we have with us Communications Director Lisa Trell and then also Dr. Caitlin Bullard with the Discovery School here in Murfreesboro. And Lisa, one of the things coming up is the open house, which would be at the Discovery School. Uh, Tell us more about that. Well, the open house is a great opportunity if you for parents if they're considering discovery as their school. It's a great time for them to ask questions of teachers, just to walk through the building to see what's uh, happening inside the walls and to um, ask any questions they have about those application process. Uh, Dr. Bullard had a full gymnasium uh, last week. So I think it's just one of those where they have the opportunity to go, is this for my child? And I think that's something that every parent should ask um, in every process of, of school. But, and I will say, because discovery is for that high achievement, it's not for every child, but it is for a lot of children. But if you think, no, I need my, I need my transportation, I, need to, I wanna stay in my community, or whatever your choice is, um, there are opportunities for gifted and high achieving students in every school. We do have that gifted person in every school. And um, so it's not that it's just offered at Discovery, but it's just concentrated at Discovery, if that makes sense. So when we they open house, they'll walk through the building, they'll get to meet the kindergarten teachers and some other teachers. Uh, they come to the gymnasium and really go over so many questions because sometimes just applying for kindergarten is overwhelming. And I will have to say, and I've said it before, when I looked at kindergarten for my now 25-year-old, I think I looked at five or six different kindergarten opportunities. I think we looked at that same amount for college. So it's not something that's just a given, and it is your baby, and you're handing your baby off to someone else for the day. So that's a that's a big um, responsibility that we're putting on our teachers and on our schools. And any time that parents have questions about that, we want to open that up. Uh, and that's the reason I think Dr. Bullard has offered this. It's after school hours. It's after work hours. There's three different time slots for them to come just to feel welcome in this school and to have those individual questions as well as group questions. Because sometimes in the group, someone will ask something that you have not even thought about. Um, Now, I will say you have to be five years old. I will go for the kindergarten. This is for all schools, five years old before August 15th, um, before you're eligible for kindergarten. And we hold really tight to that in Murfreesboro City Schools. So if you're born on August 17th, you don't qualify. It is an August 15th hard deadline. 
And there is an open house that is coming up just next week, which Mm -hmm. will be December the 12th. Then there's another one in the future in January. But the one coming up on December 12th, do parents bring their kids to that open house to meet the teachers or is this mainly for the parents? They're welcome to bring their students. It is the same process for each of our open houses, but if they would like to come one evening with their students and then come back without, they're also welcome to do that. Um, We want our families to feel really comfortable understanding what Discovery School is, and if that means that they want to bring their students in to see those kindergarten classrooms, then we certainly would welcome that. And how hard is it on the child that first few days, that first week of kindergarten? We actually have an amazing thing across the district, but um, at Discovery School called Kinder Camp, and it's our kindergarten teachers teaching a session over the summer um, where students have the opportunity to come in for some abbreviated days and get to know what the kindergarten schedule looks like, get to know those kindergarten teachers. Um, And so we find that our students who participate in Kinder Camp find a very easy transition into kindergarten. We also ease our students in with some half days that first week for kindergartners, um, and that really helps support the transition as well. We have phenomenal kindergarten teachers at Discovery School, so they are very familiar with how to ease those kids. Now, is kindergarten one of those grades that is required? Is that considered that first start of school? Yes, kindergarten is required by state law. And has that always been the case? Because I I don't, obviously, I don't remember my kindergarten days that well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think it's always been the case. I couldn't tell you when it started. I know myself, and of course, I'm much, much older. um, We had Head Start. So, and, uh, but kindergarten is required now. So with kindergarten, When those parents come out and and they take the tour of the school, meet Mm -hmm. the teachers, what are some of the main questions they ask or maybe what are some of the more strange questions you've had asked? One question we get a lot is, is there nap time? Um, And there is not. But again, we work really carefully with our teachers to make sure that the kindergarten schedule supports students' development and what's appropriate for a five-year-old. Another question is just, what does an average day in the kindergarten classroom look like? And so our teachers do a great job of talking them through that. But really, we always start every morning with morning meeting and a circle and greeting opportunity. Um, They get phonics instruction, math instruction, um, lots of, of breaks throughout the day, brain breaks. They get recess outdoors every day, um, special areas time. Our kindergartners often visit our STEAM lab, and so they get to do some hands-on science and learning and, and social studies and then close out the day together. And at the Discovery School, what what is the, I guess, start time for kindergarten and what time are they dismissed? Yeah, so we have the same school-wide start time for all grade levels. We begin at 745, so our arrival is 730 to 745, and our dismissal is at 245 p.m. And do you have a lot of students who, they have an older brother or sister who attend the same school? We do have a lot of siblings. Um, If a student has a sibling who's already at the school, then they do receive priority in admissions as long as they qualify with our academic testing. And then what are some of the other questions you usually get asked about kindergartners? Um, We get a lot of questions about what after-school support looks like. So if um, we do offer the extended school program, which goes till 6 p.m., and one of the things that I love about that at Discovery School is that it's full of enrichments. So students are not just sitting at the school building after hours. They're actually participating in things that are very engaging and high interest for them and get snack and all of that. For our families who decide to pick their students up from Car Rider, a lot of times parents want to know when they go home, how can we continue to support our students at home so they keep learning and keep growing and so we talk to our families a lot about reading with their children and asking them questions about what they're reading and things like that kindergartners don't go home with a lot of homework but we do encourage reading at home so while covid may have really changed a lot in the workforce across the nation 
did it change you know those those parents of elementary age students i mean do you see a lot who still have or still leave their kids in the after school program each day we have a, a full after school program yes so we do see that there are you know some families who the parents are now working from home and maybe they weren't prior to covid um, but we do find that a lot of our families need the after school program and it's a great resource one that i use myself and i'm very happy to use and then again the december 12th date that is for uh, parents to come out and tour the school and maybe bring the kids and let them meet some of the teachers and if they can't make that date there's another one coming up in january yes january 11th at 6 p.m as well and and do they need to sign up ahead of time because december 12th of course is just right around the corner yeah and there's no signups or anything Um, we do encourage them to be there that six o'clock to 6 25 will be the opportunity to tour the building so come anytime in that time frame and then at 6 30 we head to the gym for an informational session. But because Discovery School is a magnet school, this is literally for the parents who have already gotten their students enrolled in the OKade, or are these for parents who are thinking about the Discovery School? These are for parents who are thinking about applying or maybe who have already submitted their application and just want to learn more. We encourage any family who's even considering it just to go ahead and apply and let us go through that admissions process and determine if help them determine if their child will be a good fit for the school. And if their child is a good fit, they get accepted are they automatically at that school for those next few years up until sixth grade? Yeah, so we send out acceptance letters in March. And then once the family lets us know that they would like to come to Discovery School, then yes, they are with us all the way through sixth grade um, as long as they maintain that good attendance. And then, Lisa, the other schools out there, what does that look like as far as signing up for kindergarten? We will open up that process in the spring. And so we'll be talking about kindergarten registration in the spring for them um, and uh, what they'll need to do. I will say that online at discoveryschoolexplorers.net, all of this information is there for parents and they can read through it. They can see more about that application. Uh, It is online. And if you have a problem with any type of online um, resource, then just come to the school and we'll help you with that. Or you can come to the central office as well, because I know sometimes you just, if you're not comfortable with a computer, maybe, but it's so easy to, it's so easy to do that. I think it's pretty much, if you were ordering an Amazon package, you can figure out how to apply. Uh, but we do have some other requirements that go along in that. And that is all on this discovery school website. And then Dr. Bullard, going back to you, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but with the classroom of kindergartners, how large is that again? Cause I know you mentioned that in the beginning, but what size is the classroom typically? All of our kindergarten classes have 20 students in them, um, and then we have one teacher in each room as well as an educational assistant who supports our kindergarten. And that day for kindergartens, kindergartners, uh, what does that look like once more? So they start out um, arrival 7.30 to 7.45. They're welcome to have breakfast at school. And then we start with our morning meeting, which is a circle and time to greet one another and talk about what the day is going to look like. They go into their reading instruction. So we start with phonics and early literacy, lots of brain breaks embedded throughout that schedule. Um, then our kindergartners go to special areas. So they go to gym or art or music or library. And then uh, back to the classroom, they have lunch and then they have math instruction in the afternoon. That's mostly small group work. Work, lots of movement throughout the classroom, flexibility, um, additional breaks, recess, and then typically they end their day with science or STEAM lab. Uh, our kindergartners really love those hands-on science experiments. And how hard is it on the parents for those first-year students? 
I think um, we work really hard to make sure that we're communicating with parents regularly, that they are a part of our school family. I think that's one of the things that really makes Discovery School unique is what a tight-knit, close community we have. We have so many opportunities for parents to get involved, whether that's volunteering during the day, whether that's coming to after-school and evening events. Um, and so that's really something that we are passionate about and I think we do a great job of, and that hopefully makes that first year a lot easier for our families. I would imagine that a lot of parents volunteer, a lot of moms volunteer specifically in that kindergarten year. We have some great volunteer opportunities and some phenomenal parents that spend a lot of time in our classrooms for sure, but also opportunities for our working families. And then if anybody would like to learn more, the website for Discovery School is what? DiscoverySchoolExplorers.net. We also have a very active Facebook page that I would encourage people to check out as well. And Lisa, what's the main website for the all for all the city schools? CitySchools.net. And you can drop down and find Discovery School in our, where it just says schools. Easy enough. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Again, Lisa Trail and Dr. Caitlin Bullard with the Murfreesboro City Schools on the air with us this morning. Time right now. We're up against the nine o'clock hour. Stay with us. We have news next with WGNS's Ron Jordan. Mm-hmm.